Now we are going to go uh, with the panel, Heidi, and uh, our moderator is Elizabeth Boyson. Hi, Elizabeth. Uh, she is a president and co-founder of Helping Parents Heal and the author of the new book, Life After Life, Helping Parents Heal. And then we're going to have as her panel, Bill Guggenheim. Hi, Bill. Um, Bill is a pioneer in the field of after-death communication. He's considered to be the father of ADC research. He's written and spoken on many topics. And with his wife, uh, former wife, Judy Guggenheim, they wrote the very well-known book from, uh, wow, I don't know how many of those you've sold, Bill, but it's been an amazing <laughs> book. Still selling, absolutely. Hello from heaven. And then uh, our friend Christine and Christine. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good to see Hi. you. Christine Hi, yeah, uh -huh. And she's a certified grief recovery specialist and the author of After Death Communications God's Gift of Love. And then we have Evan Alexander. Hi, Evan. Hello, how are you? Good. And he is a neurosurgeon and author of the best-selling book, Proof, Proof of Heaven, The Map of Heaven and Living in a Mindful Universe. Yes. I just wanted to say for everybody that Elizabeth is the founder and president of, of Helping Parents Heal. Please go on her site. She is going to have a phenomenal conference this summer in Arizona. And I know many will be there on this panel. So yes, I, I love what you're talking about yes. today, all of you, and you're all leaders in the field in after death communication. So thank you for being here. Yes, thank you so much. And let's get on with it because I know it's gonna be a great panel. Thank you. This is wonderful. I'm so excited to be uh, asking the questions on this panel. And I think we're going to start with Bill because of the fact that he is considered to be the father of after-death communication with his wife, uh, Judy. He wrote the bestseller, as everyone knows, Hello from Heaven, that he was holding up there. Um, maybe we could start with this question for, for people who don't know what it is. What is an after-death communication experience? Could you uh, maybe tell us about that, Bill? Well, I heard the first three in 1977 at a five-day workshop with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Then I did research for 11 years and found out nobody had ever studied them, even though they, they had been reported throughout history. Then in 1988, Judy and I began our research we came up with the following definition that we that fit the criteria of what we're looking for. An after-death communication, or ADC, is a spiritual experience that occurs when someone is contacted directly and spontaneously by a family member or a friend who has died, who, who has made their transition. An ADC is a direct experience because no third parties such as psychics, mediums, therapists, hypnotists, rituals, or any kind of device, Ouija boards, are, in, are involved. And an ADC is a spontaneous event because our deceased loved ones always choose when, where, and how they will contact us. We don't initiate it, they do. We have to be open. And an ADC can happen anytime and anywhere, and it's phenomenal where people can be what they can be doing driving their car uh, we have a whole, whole lot of accounts of people driving their car and somehow staying on the road which i wouldn't but I, they did <laughs> and uh having somebody just appear in their car with them things like that in some cases they saved their life so that's the definition of it 
That's beautiful. And that's very, it, it helps for the rest. And um, I'd like to have Dr. Evan Alexander, who obviously wrote Proof of Heaven and The Map of Heaven, Living in a Mindful Universe, um, who's experienced a near-death experience, um, explain to us what the mechanism by which an ADC occurs. Maybe you could tell a little bit about that, Evan. Yes, I think it's important to state, you know, as a scientist studying consciousness, I've had to greatly enlarge my view of what consciousness actually is. And when you do that, you find that things like after-death communications uh, fit pretty readily into a new theoretical model. The thing is, you have to leave behind the notion that the brain creates consciousness and that only the physical world exists. And believe me, the modern uh, science of consciousness is well beyond that point anyway. Um, and so how these happen is really about uh, the fact that we're sharing that one mind. Uh, there's a beautiful book by Larry Dossey, One Mind, that clarifies this notion that we're coming to in, the, in neuroscience and philosophy of mind about the true nature of consciousness, where we see the brain really as a filter that allows consciousness in, but that we're all sharing that one primordial consciousness. And when there's a certain amount of resonance of kind of overlap of information, that's something that we sense in those realms as a loved one, uh, you know, who has chosen to uh, make this appearance to us even in this material world, uh, that's uh, that's how the things can happen. It's uh, it's really a whole different way of looking at information and our kind of perceived reality, and one that really puts consciousness first. Uh, we we know now in in modern neuroscience that we cannot simply say the brain creates consciousness. There's far too much evidence for non-local consciousness, and these kind of stories, after-death communications in many ways, are the, the tip of the spear. They, uh, they and NDEs are providing us with uh, experiences that people share and describe that go beyond anything that could just be whipped up by imagination. And that, I think, is the important thing to point out, that ultimately, this one mind and this sense of connection uh, through mind um, is something just as uh, as uh, is discussed by Larry Dossey's book, and also in our book, Living in a Mind for Universe, we go into great detail about this notion of the one mind and the brain as a filter. But it really has to do with resonance and, and love, and that is what uh, creates that incredible ability to connect. Uh, and that's something amazingly psychic, psychic mediums can pick up on, even though they don't have the emotional engagement uh, that we do with loved ones who have already left the, the physical plane, and yet that information field uh, is accessible, you know, not just to those of us who are connected through this uh, profound power of love, but also uh, that uh, psychic mediums can take advantage of uh, to help connect, uh, you know, a sitter with, uh, with a spiritual uh, loved one who has left the physical plane. Uh, it's really, therefore, about this, this beautiful resonance we share, and I think it's ultimately part of the, the lesson of who we are and how we relate to the universe, that these kind of profound events like after-death communications, near-death experiences, and even the entire world of, of, uh, of uh, you know, hospice work and terminal care, uh, like uh, uh, the recent book by Kerr, K-E-R-R, -R on... Uh, uh, you know, uh, death is but a dream, which is just work in, in hospice, but you find that incredible sense of loved ones coming back to escort people over in that setting. And of course, that's just a, a really strong after-death communication that is there to help us at the time of our own transition. 
So I hope that uh, at least starts an answer to your question. That's beautiful. And Dr. Christopher Kerr is amazing. His book, Death is But a Dream, is, is beautiful as well. And he'll be one of our speakers, actually, at the conference. Christine, I would love to speak to you as well as a medium. <clears throat> you are also the mem uh, a member of the Association for Death Education and Counseling and the founder and spiritual advisor of Prayer Wave for After Death Communications. <clears throat> you also wrote a book called After Death Communications, God's Gift of Love, among several other books. And I would love to hear your answer as to what would you advise someone who is longing to get an ADC? Could you Hi, talk Elizabeth and Evan and Bill. Nice to be here with you all today. Oh, a little correction. I'm not a medium. I just help people to recognize they're the signs that they're getting from their loved ones because signs are often very subtle. And if you are deep in grief, it's very easy to overlook signs that you're getting, especially in the initial stages. So I always recommend a two-stage, two-step um, process. First, ask God to allow your loved one to visit you in a very comforting way. And then state to your loved one something specific that you would recognize as a sign from them. For instance, a butterfly, a bird, a certain song that connects you to them, a coin, <clears throat> things like that. And then this way, when you get the sign that you have requested, you'll know and you can claim and say, yes, yes, I got my sign. Yes, they still see and hear me. And that is, I think, the easiest way that you can validate your experience. That's beautiful. And I think that we do that every single day, at least in Helping Parents Heal, we're constantly asking for signs and seeing them. And thanks for letting us know. And I think we have time for a, sec a second set of questions, which is very exciting. So we're going to move on to uh, Bill again. What are typical ADC experiences? I know that there are many of them, maybe 12, and what do they involve? Could you possibly go through them as uh, quickly as possible just to let people know? This will be quick because it usually takes uh, a lot more minutes. <laughs> but feeling or sensing the presence of your loved one who has died, feeling that they're near you. Hearing a voice. Uh, some people say they hear it through their ears. The majority say they receive a voice inside their head. So it's by telepathy. Uh, people can feel a touch, which could be a tap, a, a pat, a caress, a kiss, a hug. All these are reported. And, uh, and many more that involve physical touch. Smelling a fragrance, which could be a perfume, a cologne, a favorite food, a tobacco product. Uh, any kind of aromas, flowers and whatnot. But what's most interesting with these, often they occur with a witness. So two, three, five, ten, in one case, 12 people all together smelled roses when none were present, but it was all associated with the one who had departed. The visual experiences are obviously the most dramatic because you see them and they appear regardless of how they died, which could be, I won't go through all the ways, but say a, a car accident or a battlefield death, anything. When you see them, they appear heal, healed and whole and in perfect health, radiant health, and they're letting you know they are okay. And often they're smiling and they want you to know you don't have to be concerned about them. Where they are, they, they're better off than where, where we are right now. <laughs> the, a vision is very hard to describe what you're seeing through this world to the afterlife. 
to where they are, where they are. I've had a vision of my daughter as an example. Uh, it's like seeing a 35 millimeter slide in, in the air in black and white or color. Twilight experiences it because I used language just as I was falling asleep, just as I was waking up. This happened. And often when they open their eyes fully, the person is right there in the room, right next to them, in, with, with them. Uh, sleep state ADCs or uh, dream visitations, dream experiences, whatever you want to call it. This is while we're asleep, they can still visit us. It has very different characteristics than an ordinary dream. They're not jumbled or things like that. They're not, they have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And they, they flow. And people remember them 10, 20, 30 years later or beyond, as they do with all these experiences. They're totally clear. And uh, again, you can have uh, more than one person present in a so-called dream. Out-of-body ADCs, that's hard to explain for people who don't know what an out-of-body OBE experience is. But some people are able to leave their physical body and go to this to visit their loved one who has died where that person is on Earth or even in the afterlife. And they're beautiful accounts when we uh, receive those. Telephone calls. It's our brain can accept the idea of a phone ringing. We pick it up there, hear, hear their voice. We accept it while we're asleep. But what happens when you're wide awake in the kitchen cooking food and you hear the phone ring? Uh, physical phenomena of all kinds of things that involve things with lights going on or battery operated objects all of a sudden beginning to play like a music box, TV set, stereos, and playing a particular song you associate just with that one person who you really love and miss at that moment. And then the symbolic ADCs, by our definition, the most common ones involve butterflies or rainbows, but they can be anything. can be finding coins, pennies, nickels, dimes, quarters, whatever, uh, feathers, ladybugs. It can be anything. It's the behavior of the animal. And we have beautiful accounts with porpoises and, and all kinds of other animals and flowers and everything else. It's their behavior that tips you off that this is not just a coincidental happening. So those are the 12 times. There is one more we didn't know about back then, but that was seeing an orb. And some three parents say they see their child's uh, face in the orb. But the, that came out after the digital cameras did. And our book was published before digital cameras. So we didn't have a chance to include those. So that's a, a brief. Those are beautiful, and it's so helpful for all of us in Helping Parents Heal to be able to identify these and to be able to be looking for them as well. And that's all thanks to you, Bill. Thank you. And Dr. Evan Alexander, are there other means besides ADCs to communicate with our departed loved ones? Can you name some other ways that we can do that? Well, uh, I, I kind of interpret this take, uh, question as are there ways that we can initiate, uh, you know, or try and foster it? Uh, because Bill has, has given a beautiful, exhaustive list. I would simply add owls, hummingbirds, oh, yeah. uh, and dragonflies to the list of, yeah. of animals that I've heard uh, in beautiful kind of after ADC kind of communication. So there's pl plenty there. Um, uh, my point would be that, uh, as Bill said, uh, I, I've found, I try meditation. I use uh, 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 binaural beat brainwave entrainment uh, on a daily basis. I've been doing that for more than a decade to return to my NDE, to develop my relationship with that spiritual realm. Um, 
And what I can say is uh, my successful communications with my departed loved ones uh, are there. They're very powerful, but they are few and far between. As Bill says, it's got to be really their initiative on the other side. And that's uh, why I feel that in the mediumship work, it's uh, it's got to be that love that they feel from the other side that helps the medium to connect them uh, to this side. But what I would say is whatever one can do to thin the veil, uh, and that certainly includes meditation, uh, forms of centering prayer, uh, all the different ways we can go into that mental space, because the, the huge lesson that's coming out of the scientific study of consciousness in this environment with these kind of uh, uh, empirical cases is this, uh, this notion of one mind and really of the primacy of consciousness in the universe. You know, we look around and we see this world out there uh, and we think it's all out there independent of us. But the astonishing thing that quantum physics teaches us so deeply is none of it exists independently of the observing mind. Uh, and modern science is getting to a point of really putting mind and the mental layer of information, assimilation, integration in the universe in a primary position. Uh, and that's really the thing to remember. So uh, with this evolving scientific model of the brain as a filter that reduces or a transceiver uh, of that primordial consciousness, the more we can thin that veil, that is get that little voice in the head, the little ego voice out of the way. You know, so many people identify with that voice in their head as who they are. Uh, and yet it's, it's a little more than the ego. Uh, and the ego in many ways uh, can be your enemy in this, in this journey. Uh, and this is about seeking kind of a notion of higher self. And that higher self is the part of us that's connected with other loved ones, with, uh, with that God force at the core of the universe, with the universe at large. And, and that's why meditation centering prayer can be so important to help us learn how to thin that veil, explore consciousness, and reach out uh, to those loved ones who have left the physical plane. Uh, so, uh, again, it's, it's for the most part up to them when and how those encounters happen, but by having an open mind. Uh, I love what Christine said about signs, about synchronicities. To me, synchronicities, you know, first really kind of uh, focused on by Carl Jung back in the mid-20th century, the famous uh, Swiss uh, psychiatrist, but he was heavily onto something. He had notions of this one mind of the collective unconscious, uh, and he uh, clearly uh, kind of got it about this uh, one mind that we share. And that's where the scientific world is going today, as I said. But it's really about being open, about uh, recognizing these synchronicities, these things that uh, are just kind of shocking reminders of our loved ones who have left and realize that often they are communicating to us through these events in our lives and these particular signs. And then all the many ways that Bill just mentioned uh, about uh, connecting with the spiritual realm. Uh, it's really just uh, educating ourselves, opening our minds to the possibilities uh, and not listening to some materialist scientist who uh, really has no clue about anything about consciousness, who says these things are impossible because they violate our theoretical models, where the theoretical models have nothing to say about the mind-brain relationship. I mean, that is a, a dead zone. And for any scientist to tell you otherwise uh, is, a, is a misinformation. 
So we're really all in this together and ADCs, NDEs, these are all profound ways uh, for each and every one of us to connect with our higher soul and our richer spiritual nature and the universe at large. And we should consider these communications from our loved ones who have left the physical plane to be tremendous gifts that help transform and uh, catalyze our metamorphosis into much wiser uh, and knowing and connected beings. That's beautiful. And I must say that, yes, our loved ones in spirit are working equally hard to communicate with us as we are to communicate with them. They are happy, healthy, and whole. We're still in school, so we're learning things here. And I think that it is important that we all realize that the veil is thinning. It is naturally thinning, but we can help it thin by raising our vibration, as you were saying, as all of you have been stating, and recognizing those signs that they're sending us. And Christine, before we run out of time, I'd like to ask you one last question, and that though all of these questions are just beautiful. Could you tell us a little bit about what the benefits of getting an ADC are? And I think that we've kind of gone over that a little bit, but maybe you could go into a sure. little bit. ADCs are so important because it shows us that our loved ones can still see and hear us. And the relationship continues, not in a physical way, but in a spiritual way. And many times that's even more important. So because they still see and hear us, it's never too late to say those emotions, those feelings that you had that you didn't get a chance to say. For instance, if it was a sudden death, you never got a chance to say goodbye, but you could say goodbye to the physical you, but hello to the new spiritual relationship we're now going to have. And, and I love you, I forgive you, the, those unspoken things that you did not get a chance to say. You understand when you get signs that they're not off in a black hole somewhere, that they really are like angels on our shoulders and they're with us. And they come to all those special occasions that we care so much about, the weddings, the birth, the birthday parties, anything that's important, it's important to them too, and they come. And also it's uh, ADCs are very important for people who have just lost someone and they, they often tell me they don't feel at peace until they get a sign from their loved one. And that's why I established a prayer group that we pray for people to get a sign from their loved ones so they'll know that they're at peace, they're in heaven, and they're okay, and that you can rest assured. And that, that really does help, prayer really does help in getting new signs, by the way, from my experiences over these 20 some years. <laughs> and um, yes. So well, are we still <laughs> and I think that I think that it's important to, to let everyone know that, again, our kids, our loved ones in heaven are working equally uh, hard to be able to communicate with us as we are to communicate with them. And once we are open to all of this communication, which is something that thank heavens, Bill Guggenheim, Evan Alexander, Christine, all of these people who write about this are explaining that this, this exists. This is something that is real and that um, it's not complicated to do so. I think we're able to live our lives with gratitude. And um, one, one of the big things that I've found, and I just want to put that out there as well, is, and I think that this is something that all three of you do every day of your lives, is helping others helps ourselves to move forward on this great journey. And um, I feel very, very fortunate to have met 
people like you on this grief journey, as well as Dr. Uh, uh, Heidi and Gloria Horsley. It's just such a wonderful thing to be able to do this and to explain to parents, as well as everyone who's experienced the passing of a loved one, that they are not gone. They're still right here and that they love hearing us talk about them. So I appreciate it. Um, we might have, let's see, I think we're right at time right now. Um, so if you all have a, a closing, maybe one minute to say something, Bill, would you like to just add something very quickly? From my experience, everything involving after-death communications is based upon one word, love. It's their love for us to want to reassure us that they're okay, that they're fine and well. They're concerned about how we're doing and assuring us we'll have reunion with them when we make our own transition, that they'll be there to greet us, meet us, and greet us. And this applies to pets as well. We have accounts, but they're not in the book, of pets being uh, seen and heard and all the rest of it, and including a horse as well as dogs and cats and whatnot. And so this, these are wonderfully joyous experiences to read, like near-death experiences are. Yeah. Yes, everyone should read Hello from Heaven if they have not yet done so, because it is a beautiful book. And Evan Alexander, maybe just a minute closing statement. Yeah, I would simply say that, you know, my exposure through near-death experiences, study of consciousness, and now, of course, this beautiful discussion of ADCs, which I think are probably the most prominent means by which modern folk come into direct contact with the spiritual world on a regular basis. Uh, I think these are all ultimately, as Bill has just pointed out, about love. This is about the golden rule, about treating others as we would like to be treated. No clearer lesson could come from study of the life reviews of near-death experiencers going back thousands of years across all belief systems. Uh, our world has uh, seemingly lost sense of this message of love and compassion and kindness, uh, but not really. Uh, that's why I think that even the hardships that we see today, like the war uh, in Ukraine and uh, other of the kind of political polarizations and problems in our world, in many ways are about to resolve. Uh, because I think that the fundamentalists always kind of recoil when they're threatened. And that is essentially what I see happening in this world. And there's tremendous revolution going on in the scientific community about this notion of oneness and connectedness. And that's where I believe all of this is ultimately headed. And it will make the world a far more peaceful, harmonious, and prosperous place for all beings. Thank you, Evan. That's beautiful. Christine, do you have a few, uh, maybe a minute? Well, it's hard to top what was just said here, <laughs> but I just want to reiterate that it's so important to realize that your loved ones are still a huge part of your lives and that just keep on talking to them because they get that and they love the communication from you too. So just include them in everything and they'll come and they'll try and let you know that they're around. So I hope this is going to help for other people who are, who are grieving and looking for signs. That's beautiful. And I just want to say, too, that know that it's never, ever a bother for our loved ones in heaven to get that communication. I think that sometimes people feel like they're bothering them because they've got lots of other things they need to be doing. 
nothing ever bothers them. They love to be able to hear from us. So thank you for reiterating that, Christine. And thank you all for being incredible panelists, as you always are. And it's so wonderful to see you. And thank you, uh, Gloria and Heidi. And I'm excited about seeing both of you at the conference as well. And we are indeed excited about seeing you. And thank you, Elizabeth. You did a great job. And thank you, Christine and Evan. And Bill, you are amazing people, and I know you've given so much to the world, and thank you so much. God yes. bless. Thank and you. Thank you for reminding us of the continuing bonds that we continue to have with our loved ones. I mean, and feeling my dad's presence and my brother's presence, they are my guiding light. And just the hope that you give everybody out there that our loved ones are safe, they're in a, they're in a good space, and they are still connected to us. Absolutely. So thank you so much.